This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How do we know that they're the one? You know, we've heard this question more than a few times. Um, You know, they have this person on their mind that that just meets so many criteria, but they just don't know if, you know, this is a big decision Mm -hmm. to throw in their lot, to get married, to continue investing in a relationship. How do I know that they're the one? This is a hard question because I think there are varying ideologies on the answer. Some people are of the persuasion that there is the one soulmate for you and you have to find them out of the 8 billion, are there 8 billion people in the world? I don't know. So half of those being (laughs) the opposite sex out of the 4 billion people, you know, that could potentially be the one you have to find that one person. Right. Right. And maybe this is, there is a presupposition that, that this one person is the perfect compatible mate for you Mm -hmm. and compatibility meaning that they're not going to try to change you they're just gonna you know slide into your life and slide into your dms yeah leave you the same way as they found you and Mm -hmm. like you you accept me for who i am we hear that all the time but i don't think for anybody who's been married a long time that's not what a good marriage really looks like that's putting a lot on a marriage you know A good spouse um, should not accept you for who you are. By that we mean a good spouse ought to challenge you to grow and become all that God created you Mm -hmm. to be. And sometimes that challenge is painful. It's hard to hear. But even sometimes a good friend won't even challenge you in that way. Mm -hmm. And that's why you have a spouse that lives with you to to challenge you to become a a bigger, better version of yourself. (laughs) A bigger version of yourself. (laughs) Well, bigger if we're talking about like, you know, working out and stuff. So. Oh, that's great. Yes, they should challenge you both spiritually and in non-spiritual ways like mental, emotional growth and physical um, goals that you want to attain. Yes. So really, I think there are five criteria that we could um, just suggest that you look at mm-hmm. within a marriage to see if you guys gel and it, maybe write them out for yourself. Um, that might be helpful. So the first thing we want to say to um, finding your, you know, quote, quote, one um, would be shared values. Mm-hmm. And those are probably some of the, the, the deepest held beliefs uh, that we have. Yeah. They probably need to be shared 
with your spouse. Well, they definitely need to be shared well, with okay. your spouse. Yeah, I'll just give a give an ultimatum, you know. Yeah, if you do not share the same values system, the same worldview as a potential spouse, then um, that is a game changer, folks, because that it, that lens is the same lens through which you will view life for the rest of your time together as a married couple. And it will create conflict in every area. You talk yeah. about finances, parenting, um, you know, leisure activities and school choices. And um, I mean, the list goes on and on it will be impacted by your worldview, your value system. So you need to share the same value system. Right. The second one is trust. There has to be trust. Mm -hmm. um, trust and commitment are, um, you know, John Gottman did a lot of research and they, he said that trust and commitment are the, the pillars of a solid foundation or a solid relationship. Yeah. So that has to be present. Sometimes there's been trust that has been broken mm -hmm. and that can be repaired. Um, but at the very beginning, you do want to start with trust mm -hmm. and it's better to have it not been broken right. before. And if trust has been broken, you need to work on repairing that. But if there's a pattern established where mm -hmm. you can't trust this person or you find it difficult to trust this person, they're probably not the one. Right. Trust is a massive deal. And also for the person that's, you know, some people are not inclined to trust just because of their history. Sure. So you have to ask that question too. Is this, is this just because, um, trauma, I don't trust, Yeah. you know, and I've had trauma or really bad experiences with relationships in my life. So I don't trust in that case, then definitely counseling is for you. Yeah. I think you would need to work through that stuff in order to have a, a solid found foundation going into marriage. The third criteria that you need to address when you're thinking about, is this person the one is there needs to be a solid friendship between mm -hmm. the two of you. And by friendship, we don't just mean, you know, the, the person that you're romantically attracted to. We'll talk about that next, but we're talking about someone who knows you, someone who knows the deepest part of you, somebody who gets you and who understands your past, your present and your future, your dreams. You've had all the hard conversations and you're talking about mm. the stuff that matters. Right. And, and for a friendship in my mind too, another big deal would be enjoying being with that person, Yes, you know, that you like to hear their advice or like to see how they see the world. You're curious about them. Mm -hmm. um, you enjoy doing activities with them. You want to, you would like to go with them instead of going with other people mm -hmm. uh, to, and not to say that you are just going to like dump all your friends because you found this person. No. That's not healthy either, <laughs> but you see yourself traveling the world with this person. If you like traveling or, or, you know, doing backpacking, if you like doing backpacking, like, Mm -hmm. you do things already by yourself or with your friends. Could you see taking your significant other on these adventures and doing adventures with them and yeah. seeing new things and novelty? And so that kind of friendship too, like, yeah, you need to share interests. Yes. And huge. you may not share a ton of interests at the beginning, but is there aptitude for that? Is there right. potential for you guys to grow into some shared interests together? Um, we have uh, uh, clients, friends who were romantically attracted to each other, got married a few years down the road, realized they don't even enjoy doing much together. Right. 
he likes all these activities. She likes all these activities. And, and they their don't... worlds don't ever yeah, cross. Exactly. Except at home or in the bedroom, which that breaks down if there is not a solid outside the bedroom uh, friendship. Exactly. And really, too, on friendship, there has to be a connection between the values and your friendship, totally. I think. So say that like you guys are really about building up your church community. That's something you do together and yeah. and joining forces and joining uh, talents. Mm -hmm. Say you're both musical. Um, you both do music together. That, that bonds couples so much when you have a shared mission mm -hmm. in life, mission and purpose. Mission and purpose goes back to, like you said, number one, mm -hmm. the shared values, but also the friendship that you have um, is cultivated around those shared values and the, the mission and purpose that you guys aim for together. Right. The next criteria would be attraction. Um, I think people downplay this right now as an attempt to accept everyone as they are, but there are people that you do find attractive and other people maybe that you don't find attractive mm -hmm. you need to marry somebody that you do find attractive and i think that that is the way that we're designed to seek that out so if you ignore mm -hmm. that part you're going to feel like there's something missing and we've seen this happen where people are like man i've been friends with them for so long we have such a solid friendship we both like whatever it is. We both like music. We like playing the piano and, you know, we have shared beliefs and we're part of the same church and that's wonderful. Those are also criterion for, um, you know, if finding out if they're the one, but if you're not physically attracted to this person and there's other levels of attraction, emotional attraction, spiritual attraction, but if you're not physically attracted to this person, your marriage will break down. Um, and so, you know, yes, there are ways to work on overcoming that, but it can be very difficult. Mm -hmm. So we encourage you make sure you're physically attracted to this person. Do you envision yourself being romantic with them? Do you go, man, I really want to kiss them and make out with them. Like you should want that. Even if you have a boundary in place to not make out and get to go too far, like you should want that. Um, so if, if you don't have that desire, um, either there might be some trauma there that you need to work on, or maybe you're not attracted to them mm -hmm. and that could be a game changer. Yes. The last criteria would be humility. Um, this is a big one. Uh, are you able to take influence mm -hmm. from this person? So can that person look at you and say, Hey, um, I noticed that you didn't do this and I know you have the capability you know, can you step it up or challenge that person? Can they challenge you? Can, mm -hmm. or can you challenge them? Do they accept influence? Do you accept influence? This is a really big deal because there is going to be a lot of, um, giving and taking in a relationship. Yeah. And if there is no give or there is no take, there is, there are going to be problems mm -hmm. later on. Another item under the category of, um, humility is what does their sorry look like? ask them. If you've never heard a sorry, maybe you haven't been in a lot of conflict. Um, hopefully you've heard a sorry from them at some point, just even for minor things, but, um, ask them, when have you had a really difficult situation where you wronged somebody, or even if you didn't intentionally do it, you hurt somebody. How did you apologize? How did you make it right? What did reconciliation look like? You need to know what this person's sorry looks like. Cause it says a lot about their character and their humility. Yeah. Because Whenever you have a long relationship with anybody, there are going to be times where um, 
you know, trust, maybe not trust, but feelings will be hurt. Yeah. So there'll have to be reconciliation. And remember that connection can happen. Disconnection will happen because you're a human. But um, repair is a choice. And some people we've met choose not to repair. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in a marriage, that is not going to work. Right. It's just going to lead you for more and more uh, frustration and hurt feelings and stuffed feelings and feelings of resentment mm-hmm. and feelings of, um, you know, of uh, control. Mm-hmm. That's not what you want. You need that free exchange of I did this wrong and the ability to look at themselves realistically and say, I did this wrong. Mm-hmm. So can they take influence? Are they are they humble? You guys, we know this sounds like a lot of work to be thinking through these criterion and to apply this in conversation with a potential spouse. But think about how much time and requirements are put on us for something as simple as a driver's license. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the state of California, a driver's license, um, you first you have to take a written test, then you have to drive for 50 hours, then you have to take a behind the wheels test, mm-hmm. a behind the wheel test. Yeah. And then, um, you know, then you need to drive like 50 hours with a licensed driver. Well, yeah, and that's in the provisional part. Yeah. And then then you your license is still not even like full-fledged until you're 18 or you've had it for at least a year. There's all these uh, and then like some of your 10 your 50 hours have to be at dark. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these requirements. It's a lot of work. Think about This is California, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> think about how much progress we would make in the area of marriage if we had all of those requirements or the same amount of effort, hours, and intentionality, and tests put into our marriage license. No, they just say, give me your money and fill out a form, and you right. get a marriage license. And maybe that's why we have such a high divorce rate. Mm-hmm. So here, here's the good news. If you get premarital counseling, studies show that 31% of couples, um, or you could drop excuse me, you could drop the risk of divorce by 31% mm-hmm. if you get premarital counseling. You drop that from the current rate, 50% down to 19%. So like less than 20% divorce rate for couples who received premarital counseling or went through a premarital program. It's pretty incredible. In fact, some states, they're all conservative. There's like six mm-hmm. or seven states will actually um, reduce your marriage license fee uh, I think in Oklahoma, it's like $50, but they'll reduce it down to $5 if you took premarital counseling, like at least a four or six hour course. Yes. So it just shows that, you know, we've placed value in preparation mm-hmm. um, just for something as simple as everybody drives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as driving, just so we don't hurt other people. How much hurt though? And pain does a marriage that is rocky. How much pain does that cause? And right. for, uh, over how much time? Like years exactly. and years. Yeah. Yep. So we're huge proponents of getting premarital counseling, and um, and being very intentional about finding a person that you want to walk this road with. This isn't a flippant decision. And we recommend um, get premarital counseling before you're engaged. You might be listening to this wondering if they're the one, maybe you're dating, and you can go back a few episodes where we actually talked about um, why we think, we gave five reasons why we think that you should get premarital counseling before you're engaged. So listen to that episode. Um, But if you've been listening 
to our podcast for a while or you're on our social media, you know that we just came out with a course that will help you solve some of these problems and really work through this on a deep level. It's called Prequipped. It's the Dear Young Married Couple Premarital Counseling Course. And it's a seven week course that guides you and gives you an actual system for working through this um, in a very real and deep way. There is a page on our website if you're curious about this um, or you you know you want some more time or more information on it, just go to um, Dear Young Married Couple forward slash pre-quipped, P-R-E, and then the word quipped. This course will equip you with tools, conversations, everything you need to know, maybe not everything, but <laughs> a lot of what you need to know to help you get the the relationship that I think all of us really want. We want a deep, loving relationship where there's lots of understanding and friendship and just go down the list of, of what we we just talked about. Yes, this course is all about equipping you to have a thriving and intimately connected marriage. We can't recommend it enough. We've already had so many couples go through the course, both as beta testers and now couples that have already started the course since it launched a couple weeks back. And there has been incredible feedback about the impact that it's already making. So if you want to get into this course, um, you can get the link in the show notes. As Adam said, dearyoungmarriedcouple.com slash prequipped. And um, you can also have your pastor or premarital counselor shoot us an email and they can get a copy of the course for free for their own use. We want you to invest in it yourself because studies show that people who invest in something themselves take it a lot more seriously. So you invest in it yourself. It's less than a hundred dollars. Um, you can't find premarital counseling for that inexpensive. And, yeah. um, but your premarital counselor can get the course for free. So just have them shoot us an email. Hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. Do it. Do it now. Um, can't recommend this enough. We're really excited about it. All right. Hopefully you are getting pre-quipped.